sin, and some weeks we get serious, and I'm serious tonight. <laughs> Hallelujah. I'd like to welcome you again to our Bible study, and I always make an emphasis to say Bible study. You might not hear a great preacher, you know, and great sermon, but you're going to hear a great teacher. <laughs> Hallelujah. Thank you, my Father. Jesus is the teacher. So I welcome you to our Bible study. Say Bible study. Who came ready to learn tonight? Who brought a notebook and a pen? Who came with a clean heart and an open mind? So that's the only way you're going to get something. You've got to have your heart open, clean, and your mind open. And, and don't criticize what you don't understand. Put it on the shelf. And, and as you keep coming, all of a sudden you said, oh, there, that's, what that, that's what that meant, you know. How many new converts do I have here today? You might you didn't raise your hand because you might not know what a new convert is. If you if you have been two years or less been saved, raise your hand. Okay, two years or less that you came up here. Okay, good. Yeah, you're a new convert then. And I like to teach new converts, and some of the older ones think they know it all. They might learn something too. You know, they might pick up something today. You know, Hallelujah. When you get saved. So those of you that, that, you know, got saved within the last couple of years, when you get saved and, then you, and you start coming to church Sunday morning, Sunday night, and Wednesday night, when we first tell you that, you start coming because we told you that. You know, so we're so, well, I'm going to obey the pastors, and you start coming. You might not come on Wednesday. You might come Sunday morning and Sunday night or Sunday morning and Wednesday night. And then all, but because we told you to come, you said, man, they keep saying this, so I better start doing it, you know. But, 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 but you still have that desire to feed your minds with the wrong stuff. See? You're still, you're still out there. You still want to, you know, you still want to watch the programs you used to watch and, you know, go to the sporting things and all that stuff. You know, you know when you sit down with somebody to talk, um, I was talking to somebody and all they do, did you know the final four? The final, I don't know, man. I don't care, you know? I don't, I don't know who the final four is or the two or whatever, you know. But, but, but it's what comes out of their mouth, you know. The more you get in, the, in God's word, the more you get away from the world, you know. And, and, you, and you keep that stuff away from you, you know. But, but, it, but it will take the word of God. Everybody say the word of God. You know, you know, it will take the word of God in order to remove the ghetto, you know, out of all of us, you know. And we come from this side of town. You, we all have ghetto in us, you know. Uh, but but it's going to take the word of God to remove it, and then you'll hear testimonies of people that I used to be like this, but now I'm like this. Well, they didn't do it on their own. It wasn't a decision they made. It it was the word of God, and, and it got inside of them, and and it put a desire in their hearts that that only God can feel. So let's start in, in the word. You know, let's open your Bibles to Hebrews four, twelve to thirteen. In the Amplified. 12 to 13 in the Amplified. If you have it, you can put it up there. What's the first three words? Oh, there it is. For the word of God. That's what I'm talking about. Okay? For the word of God speaks in a live and full power, making it active 
operative, energizing, and effective. That's what the Word of God is. It's not just words on a book. The Word of God, it's, a, it's, an, it's an energy. It's like, a, it's like a electrocardery, you know, like you know, in, in, in a surgeon's hand. It's like a, it cuts the way when you go to open heart surgery and they cut you with what they have to cut, but the Word of God cuts you. The same way in your heart, because the word of God is a spirit. It's for your spirit, man, not your body. You know, and you, when you get saved, you become a spirit man. You, there's a spirit man inside of you, so that you're two in you, your body and your spirit. And your spirit, it, it's supposed to rule you, but it doesn't rule you at first because it's it doesn't it's weak. It has to be fed. But but God cuts through that, you know, in order to get to the, it cuts through you in order to get to your spirit, you know. It is sharper than any two-edged sword, penetrating to the dividing line of breath of the soul and of the immoral spirit. You have to study the word slowly, you know, and understand what he just said, you know. Uh, in, in, it, in, in the spirit and the joints and marrow of the deepest part of our nature. See, it relates to your body like, like bone marrow, you know, cuts right through your bone. But it's your nature that he's talking about, you know. Whatever nature you had before, in, in a few years after you start getting the word of God in you, your nature changes. You no longer have that nature. You don't even want to talk to this conversation you had before. I mean, you, you're nice to people and you listen and you tolerate it. But, you know, really inside you really rather not talk to them, you know. <laughs> uh, exposing and sifting and analyzing and judging the very thoughts and purposes of your heart. Of your what? Your heart. See, God deals with your heart, not with your head. You have to deal with your head. All right? But God deals with your heart. So everything the Word of God says, He cuts right through your heart and deals with it. But He only deals with it if you allow it to deal with it. See, he's not an intruder. He's not going to go in there and change you unless you ask him to. And that's what you do when you come Wednesday, uh, Sunday morning, Sunday night, Wednesday night. You come up to, and because diff- every service is different. You, you ask him, Father, change me. I don't, I don't like myself, you know. But he's got to change you from the inside out. And he's strong enough, and you just heard the word of God is powerful enough to cut through you and change you because he's going to get down to your spirit. And, and, not, and, and not a creative, uh, and, and not a creature exists that is con- concealed from his sight. But all things are open and exposed, naked and defenseless to the eyes of him with whom we have to do. In other words, there's nothing you you can hide things from your wife, you can hide things from your husband, you can hide things from your your friends, but you can't hide nothing from the word of God. Because the word of God is knows everything and knows your nakedness all the way down to your heart, you know. So so you might as well just give up, you know. And that's what happens as you as you start coming, you finally give up. Because God knows everything, you know. I mean and, and he knows if you're a fake or you're not a fake. You know, you, you, you can fake people, but you can't fake him. Hallelujah. Man. So now, now that I said all that, we're, 
We're ready to allow the force of our faith to enter into our minds and hearts, right? There's a force there of our faith. So we start by learning what faith is. That's why I said I'm going to teach the beginners and some of the older people that think they know what faith is might not know, you know. Uh, because faith is, you know, remember someone said that, uh, that I teach the word of, and I break it down to where anybody can understand it. And that's what I do, you know. I take it and I break it down. And I, what I'm going to do tonight is take faith, the word faith and, and, and in that line and break it down. Little pieces. So that I can, you know, I teach you in simple terms. Is that okay? All right. When I read in his word where he said, without faith it's impossible to please God. When I read that, immediately I said, well, if I can't please God, because when we come in, we don't have faith. We think we had faith, but we don't, have, we don't know what faith is. So, and, and if you read that right away, when, when you come in, without faith it's impossible to please God, then, then, then you should make it a, a priority. Say, man, I've got to learn how to walk in faith, you know. Because it, because I, how can I please God if I don't? If he says I can't please Him without faith, you know. Are you are you with me? So immediately I made my mind up to learn about faith. I began to study powerful men of God like Lester Summerall and Smith Wigglesworth and and, and Kenneth Hagan and and people like I got a hold of every book that I could get and the Word of God, of course, to mix together and trying to figure out what they would what they could teach me about this subject, you know, to see what they said about faith. And, and, you know, Lester Summerall makes the answers to this question. When I read him, it's so easy to understand. That's probably where I got uh, the idea to start teaching easy so everybody could understand, you know. Of course, you know, we can, you know, the, the religious people would say, well, we know what faith is. It's, it's Hebrews 11.1, 1, you know, and they'll tell you Hebrews 11.1. 1. So, okay, so that's the answer. So here's what, what Hebrews 11.1 1 says. Now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. But when you're a brand new person and you just walk into the church, that's foreign to you. You know, that's like, okay, what does that mean, you know? Faith is the substance. And then some Christians say, just repeat the word over and over and over. So they, they keep repeating. Without, uh, now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. Now faith is the substance. And they memorize it and they repeat it, but they still don't know what it is, you know? Do you understand? So you got to bring that into practical terms now, okay? And, and see, here's what, um, you know, I, I, I read years ago, and, I, and then I just went back and saw some of my old notes. It says, faith is a force moving Listen to me, because this is, you know, that's why you have to take notes, you know. Faith, here, here it is, real simple. Faith is a force moving deep down in your spirit. So listen up. It is possible to grasp a head knowledge of faith without faith actually being a part of your inner being. Remember, you got an inner being inside, and then you got an outside mind. This is my, this is my body. But there's a spirit inside of me. Now I can have faith in my mind and repeat those words that I read over and over, or 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 I, or I can or he can allow faith to actually uh, come inside of you and revive that you know feed that spirit that faith. So please get that you know. See many have a mental concept of faith. 
but but had but had been born in the inner man. See that faith has to be born in inner man. But you know, faith must be born in the spirit of man before it is effective. Now that's big right there. So faith must be born in the spirit, man, before it's effective. It's not what you know. It's your spirit has to grow into. That's why, that's why you come Sunday morning, Sunday night, Wednesday night, and, then, and we, we make it sound like that, that you know, but you say, okay, but, but what we're doing, we, by the word of God, we're feeding your spirit. And then all of a sudden, faith grows inside your spirit, not outside. It's no longer a mental thing. It's a spiritual thing. And that's when the things start to move. You know, but a lot of people go to church all their life and never had never had fed their spirit anything. Their spirit is is just there because they they just they've been feeding their mind and they go to places where they like to hear things. You know, so 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 Lester Sumrall says faith is an act. See, now you can bring it down to real term. Faith is an act. It's not words. It's an action. Okay. So th- think of it as, as, as trust. Trust in action. No. Some people say, some people say, God, give me more faith. And they pray, I need more faith. But, but well, you wouldn't pray, you know, God, give me trust. Trust comes from what? From experience. Trust comes from doing it and seeing that it works or not works. See? He can't, you know, it's like, it's, a, it's like this. Bring that chair over here, and, and let me get somebody big, or, or Cisco. <laughs> no, just put it right there. Now, now here comes Cisco over here, and, he, and he's going to, God, give me, uh, God, uh, no, no, don't sit down, don't sit down yet. It's a, he looks at this chair and says, that, God, uh, give me faith that that chair won't break, that that a chair... Give me some faith that that chair holds me, you know. Oh, I pray for faith to come so that I can, you know. And, and but you know what? He don't need any more faith in, on a chair. Why? Because he already been sitting on chairs before. So he comes in and he sits down. Why? Because he trusts that chair. He never once gave a thought about whether the chair was going to break or not. See, you you came and sit on your chairs without. You know, without praying, God, I uh, hope that, uh, that this chair will, will not fall, you know? See? Do you understand? Thanks. I mean, that's just a, a visual of, of, of what faith is. Faith is trust. But wh- well, how did you get to trust that chair? Because you sat on chairs for years. So, so, so Sunday morning, Sunday night, Wednesday night. Sunday morning, Sunday night, Wednesday night. You know, sit on a chair three or four times every day, three or four times all your life. And all of a sudden say, oh, yeah, just, man, just go throw yourself on the chair. I'll trust. I, I have faith, you know. See, see what I mean? It, it, it was born in you. I trust that chair. And that's all faith is, you know. He said trust. Trust comes from experience. For instance, you know, like the chair. Experience. So, so when, you, when, you, when you do things by faith, you, that means you trust God. So when you give your tithes and your offerings that we tell you all the time, that means you trust God. Well, you, but, but, but it's not, you know, at first you think, I wonder if this thing works. But that's when you don't have faith. But once it grows inside of you, you just walk up here and, and just, man, just give. You can't wait to give, you know. You can't wait to, you know. You get, you get home, like what I do, you know, I, I, I look at my bank account because I, I don't get paid all my Pay goes to the bank, so I have to be careful that I make sure that 
what's in there. And then when I look, I see, well, I got paid uh, $2,000 or whatever. And immediately I write in, on my book, 2000 and then did I, I put 200 tithe, and then I make the check immediately right there, see? I don't even, you know, as soon as I see the figures, but I do it because I trust God, you know? And see, but that happened because you, once it grows in my spirit, if I don't do it, then I feel I feel bad condemned because it's but from my heart, not from my body. See? So faith is not a, um, a magic. See, faith is not magic. It's not a, it's, faith is a life that someone lives every day. See, and that's what faith is. You, you that's why we we turn it into uh, into Sunday morning, Sunday night, Wednesday night. You know, and and first you don't know what we mean until you start. Well, what we mean is we're feeding your faith. You're feeding your trust. And then you start testing, you know, okay, let me test. Because he said, when you tithe, he said, test me and see if I don't do it. Okay, so now the first few times you're testing him. Then all of a sudden you start getting races and, and, and your money starts coming in from you don't know where. And, and then, wait a minute, I used to make $9 an hour, now I'm making $20 an hour. I used to, I used to work for somebody, now I own the business. You know, and, and all, all kind of miracles, different miracles started happening. Well, well, now your trust paid off, you know, and now you do it naturally because you trust God. I trust, like you trust your, your wife, you know. I mean, when you first meet a person, you know, I don't know if you really trust them. Well, you know, well, can I trust them when I'm not around or whatever, you know. But, 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 but you, you don't have to have faith. You have to have trust, and over time, you, you learn that you become one, you know? And how do you know you become one? Because, and they tell you that all the time, but you don't know, well, how can I become one? Well, one, one in heart, spirit, because after a while, you've been married like myself for 40 years. You, you, you don't know, you can't do without her, you know? It's like part of your arm. It's like, you know, it's like you, you know? It's like one, you know? And that's, it becomes that because that's what God told us, but it takes time. But at first, it takes trust, see? and then it turns into, it, it, it becomes faith inside of you. Are you understanding this? Is this too simple? You think, man, you, I want a stronger word, you know? <laughs> and, you know, some, some people say, if you ever heard of Smith Wigglesworth, look him up, you know? Uh, he, raised, he raised the dead all the time, you know? He just raised the dead, you know, like, they, you know. But not many people have ever done it, but, you know, he was the one that has a, several times raised the dead. You know, I mean, so, so uh, it, that's because faith was so strong in him already, inside his spirit. He was, you know, and he trusted when he said, wake up or whatever, raise, it, it would happen. He trusted because he had done it before, right? All right. Some people say, wow, Smith Wilkersworth had faith. He had more than, he had more than faith. Listen what he used to do, okay? He would jump out of bed every morning, every morning before 7, and dance before the Lord for 15 to 20 minutes, praising God. Now, he started doing that trusting God. Now, how many of you ever get up 7 in the morning and start dancing for 20 minutes like you dance here when you get up, everybody starts dancing for 20 minutes every morning before you, before you go eat breakfast? You know? Well, fine, you know. Maybe you do it, but not many people do it every day at 7 o'clock. 
And if you say you do it and you, God just heard you, you better be telling the truth. Because if you, if you miss one day out of, out of every day, then you didn't tell the truth. And see, that's where you got to be very careful. See, see, we don't need people to, to, to clap their hands for us. We need God to trust God. And if you trust God that, that like Smith Wigglesworth, no wonder he did that. I, I'm, I barely can roll out of bed at 7 o'clock, you know, and, and, and kind of walk to the bathroom, you know, like, you know, man... This man was dancing for 15 minutes, you know. I started doing it a little bit when I first read the book, you know, the way back, uh, way back years ago. I started doing it for a little while, you know, but it didn't last, you know. <laughs> so, hallelujah. So, so we need to feed our spirit the word because, because faith comes by hearing and hearing and hearing by the word of God. So that's where we get all this put together, and I'm just, you know, now you understand more, right? How it works, how the system works. When you come Sunday morning, Sunday night, Wednesday night, then you hear the word, you know, uh, over and over and over. Then, then your, your spirit starts to be, get fed. Then it comes from the inside out. Then the word of God cuts right through you. And no, no matter what your habits are, no matter what you believe in, it cuts right through you. Like that man over there, Stevan. I keep looking at him because I remember seeing him the first time he came in. And he wouldn't even t look at me or say hi or nothing, you know. And he just, you know, sit in there, right? And, you know, all of a sudden, I don't know, a year later or whatever, I don't know how long later, he's out here dancing, kicking it up by himself. So what happened? The border got cut through that old man. Inside, inside, and start dealing with his inner man, and the, and and the one you see dancing is the inner man. It's not the outer man because the outer man don't want to even get out of, out of your seat, you know. But the inner man, the people that like start doing that is the inner man doing it, and they can't they can't control because the inner man controls your body. Understand? Hallelujah, man! I like to teach. <laughs> uh huh. Hallelujah. All right. Man, I cannot cover faith uh, actually in one lesson, but, but uh, you know, I'll get as much as I can today, and maybe I'll continue next week. How's that? So, <laughs> number one, the basics, the basics of faith, the basis of faith is knowledge of God's existence. That's the basis of faith, knowledge of God's existence. And, and the reason that we tell you again, I'm going to repeat it, Sunday morning, Sunday night, Wednesday night, is because that's when you get the knowledge that God exists. When you first get invited, you don't know, okay, I heard about this God. Where is he? What God? Well, the, first you got to understand that he exists, that he is God. There is a God. And he loves you. So that's the first thing. And, and, and that's the first thing you, after about a few, a few services, you'll be, you know, I believe there is something to this, you know. There is a God, because we all are afraid to say there is not a God. You know, ever since we were little, we say it, but, but, but we really don't mean it, you know, until you start saying, you really, if you really, if you really knew there was a God, you'd be careful about a lot of things, see? All right, so, so knowledge of God's existence and understanding of his love, that's the, that's the basics. 
if you don't think God, there's a God, then you can't do, you, you do whatever you want. And now once you understand there's a God, then you got to understand that he loves you. That's the next thing, because you think nobody loves me, you know. But once you know God loves you and you get it inside your spirit, then you start doing things for him, not for yourself or for anybody else, because he loves me. Then you start appreciating him and thanking him. It's hard, hard to worship a God you don't understand that he exists, and it's hard to worship a God that you don't know that loves you. But once you understand it and that he's the one that's providing for you, then it's easy to worship him. And so, so write this down. Faith is reality. Faith is alive. Faith is a quest that never fails. Faith is a living power. Faith is a walk with God. Faith is a labor. Am I going too fast? All right, I'll stop. Where are you? Where did I leave you? All right, let's start again, and, and I'll, I'll go slow. Faith is reality. Faith is alive. Faith is a quest that never fails. Oh, that was long, so I'll wait. <laughs> Faith is a living power. Faith is a walk with God. Some of you are not writing, so y'all better memorize all this. <laughs> Faith is a labor. Everybody got caught up? Faith is a gift for God's work. Faith is an eye that sees the invisible. Man, that's powerful right there. So how do you know that? Because I, I have faith. Without faith, you can't see nothing. You see, you see the you see a person, fat, skinny, ugly. <laughs> but with faith, you see the inner man. You see the heart. Only faith can see that. You can't. But the man and woman of faith can see it. Faith is an ear that hears the inaudible. They said, how do you know? Because I heard it from God. What do you mean you heard from God? Yeah, I did, by faith. Faith is an ear that hears what nobody else can hear. Sometimes I hear things, and I said, yes, Lord. And I said, what, what, what is it? Well, he just, he just told me to do something. But by faith, because faith talks to you and has an ear that nobody can hear. Hallelujah, hallelujah. I, Everybody caught up now? Okay. I have to teach on the principles of faith first so that we all know how to develop our faith. Are you still with me? Faith is a powerful force. That's why you have to know how to get it in and how to develop it. 
Once you develop it, man, you, it, it's not telling what you can do because it's powerful. There are hundreds of books written on faith. But one that caught my attention years ago or my eye was faith to change the world. Faith to change the world. And I started studying, you know. I see, I see it this way. Faith, the way I see it for us is faith that will change you. See? Not the world right now. We'll change the world with your faith. But first, faith that will change you and me. Faith that will change you. Then that same faith will change your world. Now, I said your world. Before you can change the world, you got to change your world. Because your world is messed up when you first come to church. And some people come to church because their world is messed up. And they had it. They said, man, I had it with, I need to, thank you for inviting me to church. Because my husband's this, my wife's that, my kids that, you know, whatever. I need prayer. They come up here, they cry. That, because they're messed up. So, so, so you need faith to change your world. And what's, what's your world? Your family, your mom, your dad, your brothers, your sisters, your friends. You first change those people you hang around with, world. And you need faith to change your world. You, you, so he, why? So you won't join them. <laughs> you know, you got barbecues with your family. You have uh, picnics with your family. They, they, they bring cases of beer and ice. And, uh, you know, I know where I used to do that years ago, you know. And, and, and the people do it. You see them, you know, dragging, you know, things down to the park, you know. And, you know, and, 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 and you hang around with your friends, even though inside of you, you think, well, I went to church Sunday, you know, and I got to go Wednesday. But, but, but you still haven't changed your inner world. So you, so all of a sudden, well, okay, you know, you join them. Instead of faith that will change you and then bring them in and change their world. See? Hallelujah. It will change them. They will follow you. See? All of a sudden, they think, well, you know what? I think I should, man, I see the difference in him or her. I see the difference in her kids. Man, I think, okay, I'll go Sunday with you. And, and you see them here. They're visiting because you invited them. And then all of a sudden, they get changed. And then they invite the other ones, your brothers, your sisters, you know. Somebody have the whole family here now. And that's, that's because they, they decided to grow their faith and not, not hang around and change so that they could change them, you know. Are somebody getting something tonight? They will follow you, I said. Who? You. <laughs> you are the reason for their salvation because you brought them in. Man, they, they, you know, that, what, what a reward that they, you have in heaven for bringing your relatives in, you know. Or your husband in. You know, some ladies came first, you know, like Jessica over there. And then, and, and, you know, then, they, then Gabriel... Now, now Gabriel's bragging on his wife, you know, thank God that he followed her. What, what, if, what if Jessica would have just 
not gotten in, you know, not been fed, and then he, and, and, and she followed him. See, but look at the beautiful couple now, and then now they're bringing their, their whole families here. Man, so they changed their world. Now they can change the world because first they changed their inner world. Are you getting it? Have you decided, are you going to decide to take these steps? If you decide, no one, you know, you know, really, you know, no one knows what faith is. God is, you know, I mean, it's just, you didn't, you didn't be, you don't just become wise one day, you know. I mean, we have to learn to get there, you know. God is not ignorant, so he cannot condone ignorance. You know, but that's why I always say my people perish for lack of knowledge. He, God doesn't want you to stay ignorant. God is intelligence. He wants us to seek the truth. He wants us to always be intelligent because he made us to be intelligent, not to be dummies and follow the lead, follow somebody else. He wants you to lead. That's why I always start with Hosea 4.6. My people are destroyed for lack of knowledge. That's what God said. You know, and the Hebrew word translate destroyed is cut off. My people are cut off from me, from their blessings, from their abundance. They're cut off. For lack of knowledge. Cut off from his blessings for lack of knowledge. Think about this. For years we're cut off. We think that we're successful because we might make good money on our own. We might have decided to buy a car on our own or this on our own and think we did all this on our own. But we didn't. He, we, you might have done it on your own, because, but you're cut off from God's anyway. But when you get the knowledge of God, then you're connected to him, and then the blessings start to flow. And what you thought you did was nothing compared to what God is going to do for you. Nothing. I'm talking by experience. I mean, you know, man, he took me. When I say he took me from the bottom, he put me in the top, he actually did. I mean, you know, I mean, a ninth grade dropout? Came to church in 1973 and learned what you're learning today. And, and just since then, today, you know, here we help build a church and, we've, you know, we've helped a lot of people uh, just, just to get here. I mean, you know, I started making a six-figure income a few years into this when I was making $9 an hour. I got a $450,000 house paid for. I don't know a house note. I don't pay house note. You know, I mean, and and you know, I mean, we we drive two Mercedeses. You know, we 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 you know, all that is proof of God's blessings. And nothing, I couldn't have not done that on my own at all. You know, I couldn't start to think like that. But all of a sudden, things started to change in my life because I I started to follow the the principles of God. And so when I'm teaching you, I know it works. I trust God with all my heart because I've tried it and tried it. It works, you know. And some of you are going to have my testimony. And quick. Some of you are having it already. Man. See, see think about it. All these countries that are so poor, they're starving. You see them on TV, you know. And, and, and those countries as a whole are cut off. See, that's what the my lack of knowledge. 
or they're following the wrong God or the wrong religion or the wrong people or, or not at all. Well, he said, my people have perished. All those are his people. All those are the ones that we go out and, and, and get, get them saved and get them, you know, to tell them about the Lord Jesus Christ. Well, they, because they don't have lack of knowledge, they're cut off. So countries as a whole are cut off. And you know, some countries are suffering, though they're cut off from God's blessing because they don't, they don't understand our God. They understand whatever they're, they're worshiping, you know, my man or whatever, you know, but not God. So that's an example of what he says. My people are cut off because lack of knowledge. Not because he wants to cut them off. It's because they need to learn how to get spirit born again and how to feed their spirit and how to obey God. And how to give instead of always being in lack and wanting, you know. Because even the, the Bible, the poorest of the poorest that had only one meal left, God said, give to the man of God. And when she did, then she had enough to live on for the rest of her life. She was going to die. I'm going to eat this last meal, me and my son, and we're going to die. And then the man of God shows up and says, bring me some bread. And he said, how can I bring you some bread? I'm going to die after the." What well, she did, she gave him some bread, and she never died. You know? That's, what, that's how it helps him give the man of God, you know? But because, because no matter how, so that proves that no matter how poor you get, there is something you can give. That's how I always say, give a button. Man, take a button from your shirt, you know? Uh, give, give, give your shoes or give, you know, give something. Because anything that you give, God will always reward you back for it. See? If you give it from your heart. This is all I have, God. I don't have nothing, you know. Well, you give that, and that proves that you're going to begin to give. Then he starts to give you. He, he helps givers. Because there's the ones that's going to change the world. The givers are going to change the world. I mean, when we have an outreach, it's not free. You know, we give bicycles, we give money, we give, you know, so the givers are going to, that's why God, if you if you like that, then I'm going to continue to bless your church. Because we became an outreach, we became a church that reaches the world, then, then this church, this church is sitting on good ground. We're not starving and we're not lack, you know. And we're getting better and better, you know. And we started with zero. We started this church with what, 10, 15 people, 20 people, and no money. And look where we are. Where did it come from? Because we're not cut off from the blessings of God. God blessed all of us, you know. Are you understanding all this? <laughs> They're not a shouting message, but it's a teaching message. And I always expect testimonies at the end. What did you learn tonight? You know? So that's why you, you got a notebook. <laughs> oh, hallelujah. Thank you, my Father, that we're not cut off. We're givers. Ooh, thank you. We're so blessed in America because, because our founding fathers had knowledge. That's why this country is blessed. You think, oh, I'm glad we were born in America. I mean, no, it was, it was way back then, Abraham Lincoln and all the leaders that started this country, they were Christians. This country was based on Christian principles by Christian men and women. So God didn't cut this country off. He blessed this country. 
then we then we start populating some believers and unbelievers mixed together, and 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 that's where the problem began. But 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 now we're we're, we're separating again. Now we're separating. Uh, I'm teaching people about the Lord Jesus Christ. They're coming in, and that group is going to change the world. Hallelujah. Man, the devil has been trying to steal that knowledge from, from our youth, from, from people for years. His goal is for us to be cut off. That's the devil's. He wants to cut you off. That's why he tempts you. Because if he can tempt you and, and stay away from church, he cuts you off from the blessings of God. Hmm. He promotes churches. Listen to this. The devil promotes some churches, you know. He promotes churches that, that don't teach the truth. He tells, uh, he tells them, listen, listen to the music. Wow. Look at the building, how beautiful it is. Wow. Look at the nursery. Some people come, go to a church, oh, the nursery's beautiful. The nursery treats my kids really good, you know. The building is beautiful. I can brag about it, you know. The music is so inspirational. You know, that's their that's how they judge the church. The the preacher has a great inspirational message. <laughs> it it made me feel so good. I'm staying right here. The the preacher here never talks about sin. And and he never feel, makes me condemn. He never ma- feels me makes me feel like bad. So I like this, you know. He, he always had teaches us really great, nice, inspirational messages. F- feel good messages. <laughs> That's how they choose churches, you know. But, but how, can, how will you ever believe in the Lord Jesus Christ and, and in, in faith and in the spirit, man, you know, he, he, God cannot bless unbelief. And unbelief is there because people do not have sufficient knowledge. We have to teach you the knowledge of God, the Bible. You can't come here on a Sunday morning and, and tell me that Pastor Sandy didn't teach you the Word. I mean, she, she's the Word, the Word, the Word, the Word. And even when she says she's about to finish, she says, more word. <laughs> and, and then she says, okay, this is the last one. And no, they've got another word. <laughs> and that's what changes lives. Not, not you know, that I make you feel good. Oh, y'all are so pretty. Uh, y'all are nice, you know. Uh, we had a, such a good day, you know. And, uh, everything's good, you know. And, and Out of their head, not the word. The word changes lives. But the word also puts condemnation on some people that are not living by the word. See? The word, the word cuts and hurts if you're not obeying the word. So you got to tell the truth. And then every, every Sunday, give an opportunity to get born again. And once you get born again, now, you, now we can start teaching you the word and building that spirit, man. When you, get, you start understanding, my job is to make you understand what we're doing here, you know, and what's happening to you. Knowledge helps people know that they can uh, believe from God. 
You can believe from God for anything you want. Next, accept what God says in his word as absolute truth. Whatever is in the word is absolute truth. If you cannot accept what God says as truth, you will not enter the realm of faith. See, that, that keeps you from ever believing for big things or believing for healing or whatever. If, if, you, if you even think that the word of God is, is even a little off, like, well, I believe this, but I don't believe that. No, you got to believe the whole word of God is absolute truth because the word is Jesus. He can't change. That's him. If you take the word of God and, and the Bible, the word of God, and you put it in a machine or somewhere, and a, and a man will be, come out of there, it would be Jesus. That's the word. Hallelujah. Walking in the realm of faith means that we have removed ourselves from this world. That's the key. You can't, you can't tell me that you're walking in the realm of faith and you still got a foot in the world. I mean, just, just this last couple of years, I've given up a lot of stuff. I mean, even at my age, serving God for years... In this last couple of years, I've given things from the world that I still, you know, we used to watch a program or two, whatever. Not bad, but, you know, even I don't even turn the television on. Chris is living with me now. He says, do you have dishes? And yeah, I have everything, but I don't know how to do it anymore. I forgot. <laughs> you have Netflix? Yeah, but I don't know how to do it, you know. I haven't turned my TV on for like two years. I mean, you know, I, I, had to, I commit to completely get away from the world. Somebody tells me, hey, you know who won? I don't care. <laughs> but y'all know, because I took a bunch of people from here to the Rockets game, every several games. I see all the pictures. We're at the Rockets game. You know, but now I don't know who's playing or not playing. I don't even know they're playing. I mean, I know for real, you can, you can slowly, your spirit grows, you get away from anything that's not of God, you know. What am I saying? We're no longer moved by what I see, what our ears hear. We're not moved by our eyes or our ears, what our fingers touch. Man, we have placed ourselves into another world. I, I made a decision. Everybody has to make a decision. The world of faith is that world. We must accept the word of God or we won't make it, you know. We've got to accept the word of God. Are you still hanging with me? Have I lost some of y'all? <laughs> oh, hallelujah. Listen up. There's hundreds of stories in the Bible. Hundreds of stories where you see how faith moved. Uh, Moses split the Red Sea. Man, what faith. Split the Red Sea. Now I'll ask you some questions. Jonah, what did Jonah do? Hmm? And the whale swallowed him up. Yeah? The whale gave him a right to where he's supposed to be at. 
And then he spit him out. <laughs> Miracles. Joseph. What did Joseph do? Joseph was what? Yeah? What was his big miracle? What was the miracle? Mm hmm Yeah. <laughs> Hallelujah. And, and then we all know Jesus, right? We can't begin to say what he did. <laughs> Woo! That's right. We could sit here all day and talk about what Jesus did. That's, that's the word of God. That's what, you know, if you or I say about any of those stories, you know, man, I, if you or I say about any of those stories, I don't believe, oh, I really don't. That really didn't happen. And some people say that. We tell them that and they say, oh, come on. No, I, I well didn't swallow. I mean, how could you know, spit it out and take it? No way. No, if, if, if you or I don't believe any of that, that had really happened, man, let me give you a... A hard but true message. You that say that are relieved from the whole subject. See? You're just relieved from the whole subject, you know? And you might as well just go on your way. You're not going to get anything, you know? He, he or she that won't believe God can do miracles in, in her business, or he won't be, believe that God can do miracles, you know, in, in, uh, in his or her home. Hmm. Then, then what can you believe? So, so, so let me repeat, to, to operate in the realm of faith, you must accept God's word as absolute truth, even when it looks that bad. Let me, let me leave you with some scriptures, okay? That's a, now I've got that from Pastor Sandy. <laughs> I'm almost finished, but let me leave you with some scriptures. Yeah, yeah. Hebrews 12, 1 to 4, you write them down and you study them on your own. I can read them real fast, you know, but you study them on your own. Hebrews, Hebrews 12, 1 to, 1 to 4, wherefore seeing that we also are compassed compass about with, uh, with such a great cloud of witnesses, let us lay aside every weight and every sin which does so easily beset us, and let us run with patience the race that is set before us. Looking unto Jesus, the author and the finisher of our faith, who with joy that for the for the joy that he set before him endured the cross, despising the shame, and is set down at the right hand of the Father of the throne of God. For consider him that endured such contradiction of sinners against himself, lest you be wearied and faint your minds. You have not yet resisted into blood striving against sin. You know, read those every day and get, and then ask God to reveal them to you. Hebrews eleven six. But without faith it is impossible to please Him, for he that cometh to God must believe that He is, and that He's a rewarder of those that diligently seek Him. Yeah. Romans ten seventeen. So then faith cometh by hearing. 
and hearing by the word of God. Matthew 16, 17. And Jesus answered and said unto him, Blessed are you, Simon Jonah, for flesh and blood had not revealed it unto you, but my Father which is in heaven. So as you grow, you can know that the teacher or the preacher are not the ones that, 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 that just, that read, just read the word to you. But my Father, which is in heaven, is the one that's going to reveal all this to you in due season. That's why you come when Sunday morning, Sunday night, Wednesday night. And he will reveal it to you. I just read things to you. But he, I had nothing to do with it. He will reveal all this that I just read and all the scriptures that you will study. He will reveal it to you. And then you can stand in front of people and teach and preach what God revealed to you. Not man. Man, man just gave me a little push. And then he revealed the rest. Oh, hallelujah. Get the scriptures in your heart. Let them not depart from your eyes. Next week, if God willing, I will go a little deeper into the subject of faith that changed my world. Who, who wants to hear the rest? <laughs> faith that will change my world. Not faith to change the world, but I will bring it closer to home. Faith that will change your world. I, ta I taught a series years ago uh, titled Know Your Heart. And I, and I thought that the way to one's heart is through our senses. Our senses is touch, smell, hear, taste. So the way to your heart is through your eyes, through your feel, through your taste. And the main door, the main door are your eyes and ears. That's why you have to watch what you see and what you hear. The information you see and hear never goes straight to your mind or to your soul. From there, you have the ability to modify the information, reject it or allow it to get through to the storage part of your brain. And everything that comes through your eyes or ears will, will, go, through, will go through this area and, and, will, and, and will cause you to have a reaction. So you got to learn all this stuff. Who will come for lesson number two? And buy, and buy somebody. Catch, you catch them up on this. <laughs> you teach them this. But tonight, I think we might have still a little time for testimonies. Uh, so who wants to give glory to God and tell me you, what you picked up? I like testimonies because then people hear you out there, and I think we're, we should be on YouTube probably or whatever, and people hear and they say, man, I got to go there, you know. Man, if, that, if that's what they learn, man, I need to go to a place where they teach me like this. And then, and then our church keeps growing and growing, you know. So, so, so raise your hand, come on up real quick, and, and you can share. Yeah, come on. You're the only brave one. Nobody else? Okay. Oh, there's one over here. Thank you. Glory be to God. Amen. Okay, so today I learned that I'm a new co uh, a convert. Convert. Or how do you say it, sir? There you go, that one. I, I found out that that's what I am. And what that means is, like, that when I gave my life to God, that I'm in covenant with him now. Like, we're like um, he's uh, able to bless me and, you know, I'm able to fall underneath the blessings. And I need to come with a clean heart and a clean mind all the time, every time, because I can't be clouded 
by whatever's happening beforehand, you know, because God's got a word for me every time I come. Amen. Every time I open my Bible, you know, he's got a word for me there and then. And the more that I get into my word and the world will leave me, it will leave me because it's like a double edged sword that just pierces right through my heart and in into my mind and into my body and into my soul. And God's able to deal with me, not through my mind, because my mind be jumbled up and I got to come to him to, for him to fix it. You know, like, oh, God, cast that thought down, cast that thought down in the name of Jesus, because, there, you know, that's a battlefield. We learned that with Pastor Sandy. And then um and then, he's a, then whenever he deals with me in my heart, I'm allowing him. I have to allow him because if I don't allow him and just surrender, then it's never going to work. You know, it's not going to work at all. And then I'm going to look up those, those men, the Lester's, Summerall, and the other guys, and Swiggleworth because... I do. I want to I wanna look them up because I want that. I want that. I want to be able to raise people from the dead. I want my faith to be that powerful that I'm able to do that, you know, and I'm asking that in the name of Jesus, you know, let me, I want that, you know, get out of my head and just completely trust in him. And by experience, I know that's true because I see it. I see it, you know, and I can feel it because I prayed that God would heal my husband and I feel him every day. I see him every day. You know, when I ask him to heal my, uh, you know, heal my daughter. I see my perro. I see my dog every day. You know, the other day I promised, oh, God is so good. Hallelujah. This boy was playing basketball with my son and he was missing all his shots and he was feeling kind of down. I could tell. And I said, God, in the name of Jesus, you know, just every time that boy gets the ball, the next time the boy gets the ball, get your nostrils and blow that ball into the to the thing. And y'all that he did. He did. The next time the boy grabbed the ball, he threw it. And it's little things like that that carry my faith. And I'm like, he's answering my prayers faster and faster and faster. You know, it's amazing. I love the Lord. He just, he changed my whole life, my whole world. And like, now I know the devil be trying to send people to send me to other churches. And I'm like, hold up, because I got an uh, invite recently. I'm like, oh, no, I'm not going, Jesus. You know, I don't care. You know, I don't care. I don't care. Nah, I'm going to stay where I'm getting my steak and my shrimp. Amen? Come on, right? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. And that, and that if I don't believe everything that happened in the Bible, there goes my ears, y'all. If I don't believe that everything in the Bible is real, then I completely cancel myself out in God's word. Like, I, if I can't believe that this is really happening, that this really happened, that God did all of this, then I, then I won't be able to be in that realm of faith because faith is my life. It's reality now. And, 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 and that knowledge of God is real in my love. You know what I mean? And it's a walk. It's not a game. It's a living power and it's a labor, you know, because God did that for us. He died and then he, he gave it to us. And then I'm going to try to praise the Lord for 20 minutes in the morning. I'm going to try it, see what happens. Cause I <laughs> want to know what's going on with that. That sounds nice. Yeah. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Man, you should see her notes. She got a whole book. Man, I love that. You know, you took all those notes from what I said. That makes me feel good. It's all worth it. Okay, next. I like what he said, uh, faith is a force that moves deep down in your spirit. Faith is an action, trust in, trust in action. And uh, also where he said inner man controls the body because the inner, the inner man, which is the Holy Spirit, is our helper. So in everything, we ask the, the Holy Spirit to help us. 
And I like what he said when he said, uh, walking in, in the realm of faith, give up the bad stuff, what is not of God. Because what you have to hide is not of God, you know. Because like when I went over there to Florida, it stayed in what uh, the pastor said. When she said, like, when you get shot and there's a bullet in your body, and that bullet travels, and that bullet poisons your body. Well, it's the same thing with anything that we put in our body. And it poisons our Holy Spirit also because it, does, it leaves that cloud. Because we can say one little thing that we hold on to. Because I know it's for experience when I was on drinking. And, doing, you know, you do drugs and you say, well, if I drink one beer, I won't do the drugs. And I, if I take pills, I won't, you know, I won't do this. But that little peel, that one beer, that clouds your spirit. It, it, it hinders it. So anything that you have to hide is not of God. Amen. Hallelujah. Man, I love those testimonies. Okay. All right. Thank you, Lord Jesus. No one, no one left, right? I Oh, one, okay, I don't want to skip nobody. I don't want to hurt no feelings now. Uh-uh. Um, it'll be quick. Um, I like the beginning part where he says, God deals with our hearts and we deal with our mind. And I wrote, because when he said that, what popped in my um, spray was, our mind, it has to be transformed daily by the word. And the only way that we can re- um deal with our mind is by transferring it by reading the word and then and catching every thought captured and pulling it down and the only way that you're able to pull those thoughts down is to know the word and um the faith i like also where he says faith is a powerful force and so i end up looking up the word force is um it says to compel through pressure unnecessary and then it's a power made um, optimal against resistance so in order to be able to use our our faith that is power against those things that come at us that um, out of our control we have to activate our faith in the word and activate our faith by coming to church Sun, um, Sunday morning, Sunday night, Wednesday, and being here, hearing the word, but not just hearing it, but activating the word. Hallelujah. All right. All right. Well, thank you. How many learned something tonight? Thank you. Good. So, like always, you know, we don't want to give you, uh, we never assume that everyone here is born of God and everyone here has accepted Jesus as their Lord. So if there's anyone here that has never made Jesus the Lord of your life, or maybe you made him uh, years ago and you're back now and you went, you kind of backslid for a while, but you want to come back to him, uh, uh, you, you may come up here right now, the altar's open, or just raise your hand.